Hey guys, I know I'm gonna say this a lot in my episode, you're gonna hear it a lot, but I am looking so forward to this episode with my friends. But before we got into it, I just wanted to put it out there that this is the first episode of my series, Small Talk. It is just like a mini series within the podcast where I talk with some of my friends on current issues and just have discussions. It's like informal and not in interview style. And today's discussion is about friendships, gossip, toxic friendships, and emotional burnout. So yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. If you have any feedback on it, any thoughts, feel free to dm my instagram bamble ramble podcast i don't want to keep you any waiting any longer so without further ado let's get into it i hope you guys enjoy it Uh, okay hey guys um welcome back i hope you're having a great day night everything i am so excited for this episode because it features some very special people two of my best friends Anika Kosla and Aditi Bodu, and it's so weird to say their full names because I'm not okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm just excited for this episode, like I said, and I plan to make more with them because it's just an informal discussion, just about issues and topics. And today's is related to friends. On this episode, we'll cover everything from what social burnout is to how friendships have been impacted in the pandemic, and just being emotionally drained in a relationship, whether it's romantic or not. I'm so excited for this because instead of it being kind of like an interview, it's more of a discussion or chat, just like we would in person, and I really can't wait. However, I also wanted to give a disclaimer that um, we're going to give advice, but if we like have to give advice, just know it's from the perspective of a teenager. We're not professionals at this, so I was just going to put that disclaimer out there. So without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, hi guys. Hello. Long time. No C, but um, why don't you guys just like introduce yourselves? I guess like this is weird, but like just yeah. Okay. Um, Aditi, um, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Hi, hi, Sonia's podcast. My name is Aditi. Um, I hope you guys are all doing really well and living your best lives during this time. I know I am. Just kidding, I'm not. But yeah, Sonia, I'm I'm really excited for this because. Um, I've heard great things about Sonia's podcast, and I listen to them a lot, so hopefully this goes well. I am honored. Anika, do you want to go? Yes. Hi, everyone. I'm Anika. I'm really excited to be on Sonia's podcast. Um, I usually listen to while I'm in the shower, you know, just the vibes. Um, I hope you guys are all staying healthy and happy during these times and getting through as best as you can. Okay, that was like an amazing introduction. I honestly like, I would not be able to come up with that. But anyways, um, for everyone out there, I hope you know that like Anika and Aditi are like two of the reasons I continued this podcast because they are like my inspiration and motivation. So yeah, I just want to put that out there. Anyways, as I mentioned, um, I wanted to focus on friendships and burnout and just feeling emotionally drained in this episode. So I just wanted to start off this episode by asking you guys like what do you know about burnout in general and how does it apply to your lives I think burnout um correct me if I'm wrong it's kind of like you know when you get emotionally or physically drained and you're just really tired you know all the time and you can't really get through with anything and I think that happens to me like a lot like especially when you switch from in-person learning to e-learning 
And it was kind mm-hmm. of a lot like dealing with new ways, trying to figure everything out, dealing with problems, and then just adjusting to being at home the whole time and not seeing your friends. I think that might have been a time where I experienced burnout, but I think everyone was a little bit different depending on what you value in life and what keeps you going. Um, okay. Um, I guess, like, burnout also is, like, as a teenager, you experience, like, academic burnout where you just strive for, like, the impossible all the time and then you just suddenly stop feeling that momentum to keep going forward, I guess. And in terms of social burnout, I feel like at one point of time, we all just feel like not we all just don't feel like making an effort to make new friends and socialize and all that. So I feel like that's kind of what social burnout means, if I'm correct. I mean, for sure. I agree with both of you guys. Cause like, I feel like, especially at school, it's like, we just feel so drained with everything and zoom makes it like so much worse. And I just like, at the end of the day, I just want to like plant my face in bed. I mean, I don't know if that's just me. I might be weird like that, but like, it's just so like, it's so draining, just school and Zoom. And that kind of mm-hmm. leads me to my next question. Like, how burned out, okay, like, how burned out do you feel in this remote learning setting? And also, like, how have your friendships been impacted during this time? I feel like in school, already, I felt pretty burned out. I'm not gonna lie. But now, not only is it like, am I academically burnt out? I feel like I'm also socially burnt out. So it's like double combo burnt out, you know? So I feel like because of that, the burnout seems more um, extraneous instead of just one burnout. It's like two. So that's just my take mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of agree with what you're saying. Like during like the pandemic and everything that's going on, we kind of get burned out from like, so many different areas like you were saying like I've lost like contact with a lot of people who I used to talk to some of them like are for the better you know kind of focusing on myself but at the same time like during school there's no really motivation to like pay attention during class and because of that I have so much more homework and just everything just seems so much harder to me and it's like I have to take time out of my own day and time that I would spend on myself to focus on school and just focus on getting up to speed with everything that I'm like missing out on. Yeah, that's really true because school's definitely like taken a big hit because of this pandemic for sure. And I totally get you guys about social burnout. And I also feel like for me, I just don't feel as connected to my friends just because like I don't live close to any of them except for like you guys. And it's just like I haven't seen some of my friends in like eight months. And mm-hmm. I just feel like, yeah, and I just feel like in this time like it's so hard to meet other people but like what about before this entire crazy pandemic because there was like of course so much more social interaction but did you go through this social burnout like was it better or was it worse um I felt like there was there could be some social burnout. I feel like everyone experiences social burnout pandemic or not but I feel like making new friends and being really social is an expectation of everyone. And if you're not social, if you're not always trying to meet new people, always trying to make new friends, you're kind of seen as weird or antisocial. And that's that shouldn't really be the case because spending time alone should should be normalized, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree with what you're saying. I've always been someone who's like kind of shy and like hesitant to like make new friends or like hesitant to approach people. 
So for me, like, it's a lot harder, you know, like, if I lose connection with one or two people, that's like half of my friends. So it would be a lot worse for me. And I would start <laughs> things. So um, during the beginning of school year, especially like, there were new clubs. In school. High school was like, so much more than I was used to. I think I definitely experienced like, a lot of burnout, like at the beginning couple months of high school. For sure. And I also like this is like just kind of an interesting point. Um, I like feel like this whole so- social burnout thing, like feeling really drained. I feel like for me in the pandemic, it's like way less because I feel like before the pandemic for me, like it was just a lot of social time. And sometimes I just didn't feel like hanging out because mm. I cannot like hang out for too long sometimes with school and friends but also a big point I mean you guys should know but like we are in high school we are teenagers with friends comes drama and I feel like (laughs) how did like how did this pandemic like impact that aspect of like friendships because friendships involve so much drama like I feel like it just it got rid of so much of it what do you guys think for me, like, personally, like, I kind of stopped talking to, like, the people who, like, caused drama in my life or the people who I didn't really, you know, like before, but I was just friends with them because, you know, we had a connection for a while. So I kind of, like, wasn't part of like, any drama. Like, I would definitely hear about it from, like, you guys or other people, but I wasn't really part of anything because people that would, like, drag me into it, like, I wasn't talking to them anymore. So that was definitely a nice part. And I also feel like how you're saying the people who started the drama too since everyone's isolated now they don't really have anything to start you know what I mean like there's only so much you can work with so it's just like they can't start it we can't be involved in it no one can start anything it's just more peaceful but with that also comes like like drama kind of in a way filled filled up people's time I guess (laughs) I don't want to sound like stupid or anything but like I mean we all were entertained by it we can't really deny that yeah Mm -hmm. and I feel like now it's just boring life is boring so yeah and there's also like that fear of missing out like everyone wants to know everything everyone wants to know every detail about everyone else's life I feel like that's become more prominent since we're not talking to other people a lot yeah for sure because I just feel like we're not connected to as many people and then like that disconnection leads to like definitely that idea of FOMO but um this is like a whole new other like branch topic thing but like you guys like mentioned how like all the people that start the drama can't start it anymore and also just like toxic friendships do you think quarantine helped you get rid of these toxic friendships like did it impact your top like friends with like toxic people in any way I think it definitely like you know, help, because now you kind of have, like, an excuse, like, stop talking to people, if that makes sense, like, you don't need to, you don't see them every single day, you don't need to interact with them, you don't need to hear about, like, what other people are saying about about them, it's kind of a lot easier to, like, cut them out of your life, I think that made it easier to, like, kind of start afresh, I think I definitely, like, changed, like, as a person, like, if you compare, like, my personality to the start of the year, I think I've definitely changed a lot as a person, yeah, we'd always talk about how Annika had the biggest personality glow up. For sure, Annika. <laughs> I was so different. 
yeah so I think you know quarantine helps with that kind of helps you like spend time on yourself you know kind of realizing who you are and getting more in touch with yourself for sure yeah and like for me especially like I feel like quarantine a lot of it was reflection reflecting on a lot that happened throughout the year because sometimes I look back and I'm like how did that even like happen like why did I let, let myself do that And then, like, now I'm just, like, focusing on, like, getting rid of those toxic friendships and being, like, just understanding the fact that, like, there's no point keeping those toxic friendships in your life. Like, they're serving no purpose. It's basically a waste of time at that point. Um, And then I also wanted to talk about quite the opposite. Um, I think that, like everything I've, like, covered on my podcast, that friendships are a lot about balance and I just feel like you can't spend every moment of your life with your best friends like no offense guys but I cannot spend like all day with you for my entire life like I that would get exhausting that would get very messy and I just feel like it needs balance so what do you guys think about that I think you're totally right I think a good friendship or a group of friends always spends time away from each other equally as much as they spend with each other like just because they don't hang out maybe as often as they should doesn't mean like they're not best friends it's it just means best friends should have their own life and a life with their other friends if that makes sense Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I understand what you're saying and like I think that like being best friends with someone or being so close with someone you should be able to spend like enough time apart that when you come together you guys can still like pick up exactly where you left off and things wouldn't have changed between you guys because you know you still have that mutual like understanding and respect for another person so that shouldn't really change while you guys are spending time apart and you we can all like make go have other friendships obviously and can take time to focus on ourselves and what on our lives instead of our like shared lives together yeah for sure and I feel like a lot of like Aditi brought up the point of like how best friends should lead like different lives And a lot of the times I see, like, best friends living the same life. And I feel like that's what makes it boring. That's what, like, because if you're always together, you have nothing to talk about. You have, like, like, you can't share, like, everything in common, you know? Like, you have to have some time away. For sure. Yeah. And I feel like a group of friends should all transform into their own person. Like, for example, um, if there was a group of five and everyone all the girls turned out like each other, I feel like it'd be a competition to see who's the best version. But if everyone was their own version, everyone had their own interests, everyone had their own personalities and stuff like that, then I feel like, one, there would be no competition, and two, all the friends could help each other blossom into their best version of themselves. Mm-hmm. And, like, it would be so boring if we were all the same person. Like, I think what makes yeah. a group up is, like, our differences and... Mm-hmm. just being the same person that would be so boring oh yeah I think that's so true and um so if you guys have had experience I'm pretty sure we all have but how do you manage a relationship with like a friend with some a friend or someone like just emotionally draining you like do you have any advice for others on that do you have any personal experience with that like how do you cope with that that's actually pretty tough because 
relationships that are draining you are probably the hardest ones to walk away from because you're always stuck on to the memory memories the good ones that you've made with them and it just makes it hard because you're always hoping that you'll get those memories back again and you're kind of imagining that person to be like that person is of your imagination and not what it is so I feel like in order to cut off a draining relationship you should see the relationship for what it is and not what you imagine it to be yeah I agree with what Jiki's saying it's definitely really hard to walk away from I think also if you're like in a draining relationship it's it happens gradually so while you're in it you don't really realize what's going yeah. on and if clinging to like what Jiki like said the what you think that person is the hope that like one day things will like get better or like go back to what they used to be and you're also kind of scared to walk away because you're completely reliant on that person you don't know like what your life would be without them so I think mm-hmm. it's definitely there's a lot that you like take into consideration before walking away and then like even like a toxic relationship you always like want to try to like make the person better like help them out and you always to have that glimmer of hope to like make them better yeah but like honestly everyone like changes so I feel like the draining relationship might also be an outcome of just growing up in general and it may not be toxic it's just two people who grow apart because they're just different people at that point I totally agree with that like what you guys just said was like honestly to me so mind-blowing because like kind of like like that was just like a revelation almost (laughs) but like that whole idea of like theory versus reality I feel like we always want we're always like so focused on who we want the person to be and like who we like want them to be that's such a waste of time in my opinion like looking back I tried like and honestly like in these toxic like friendships like have you guys ever tried to change yourself to just be their friend yeah that's definitely and that's like double draining I would not recommend that (laughs) yeah it's just so like takes a toll on you it just doesn't like leave anyone happy and I feel like in the moment we don't even realize it yeah and then but then you just look back and you're just like what am I even doing like why am I changing myself for someone who doesn't really like me that much you know when I could find someone who does yeah I feel like that's the toughest part because just recognizing it in the moment because like Sometimes we're just mindlessly doing this stuff because we're that, like, emotionally attached to them. And I think it's, like, really difficult to do so because it's almost a form of rejection that, like, if you don't get someone's approval, if you're not someone's friend, it's almost like they're rejecting you. And, you know, no one really likes rejection. So it's just, like, you just Mm got to fight through it and realize that there's better things out there, better Mm -hmm. people. Like, when you feel that connection slipping away, I feel like we just start to blame ourselves and we're, Mm -hmm. like... You know, maybe if I'm a better person, maybe I can be what they want and we can have a better connection. So that's kind of when you start to change yourself so they'll be happier and you guys can have the friendship that you want. Yeah. For sure. And I feel like we've covered this a lot, like, already. But if you had, like, one main takeaway from uh, just friendships from the past and even drain friendships friendships you've had to let go of like what was what would your like takeaway be from all these like experiences there's like drama involved there's like 
love of course involved because like like you and your best friends probably have like this great attachment but there's just so much that goes on within like a relationship between like two people like what would your takeaway be um my takeaway would be that if someone really wants you if someone really wants to be around you they'll give you that respect if they don't respect you that means they don't care enough to want you in their life and repeating yourself and telling that person that you um that they're not giving you the respect you deserve you shouldn't be doing that and if you find yourself doing that or questioning their respect for you then that just goes to show that you should walk away i think also a big takeaway for me would be like you know a good relationship is someone who puts just as much effort as you do into the relationship not with just one person putting in too much effort or another person putting in no effort at all in the healthy relationship you guys should both be growing at the same time not one person leeching off of someone or bringing the other one down but both of you guys growing and help each other helping each other yeah. to become mm-hmm. and I feel like these whole draining friendships like I feel like if you guys take a break from each other maybe that feeling for some people of course it doesn't because the relationship is just toxic and you shouldn't be friends with them but sometimes it's just draining because you again like we're spending too much time with them and I just feel like taking time off of them like if they're your friend again they'll understand you need time off Mm -hmm. but like just taking time off from them can also help so much yeah and like communication is key like if you want to take time away from them you should tell them like hey I feel like maybe we should talk a little less or maybe not spend every second of every day with each other and Mm -hmm. see where it goes. And I feel like that instead of just ghosting them, you know, because then it could lead to like jumping to conclusions and stuff. So tying along with what Sonia said, communication is pretty essential. And um, this was like, this is like the whole communication part um, also leads to gossip. That is also a form of communication. I feel like that's poor communication rather than good communication. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah, what Aditi said is so important. I don't think anyone realizes that. But if you are annoyed of a friend and you go tell someone else and your friend that you're annoyed of, like, gets this information that you're annoyed, not from you. So basically, like, it spreads. And then, like, that person doesn't hear it from you. Like, that just makes the whole situation worse. Like, I don't know. If if it were me, like, I'd start to confront them face-to-face so that they don't hear it from someone else. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people these days are just so scared of confrontation. But it really doesn't have to be that bad. Like, it, it could just be a simple, simple misunderstanding. And it could be resolved within, like, two minutes. So, I feel like... N- we shouldn't really be scared of confrontation because it just it's better than talking behind someone's back and just jumping to conclusions in my mind Mm -hmm. and as it like spreads I feel like it becomes so much worse like it could just have been like a detail like a simple misunderstanding that could have been resolved so quickly like bring by bringing other people into we don't know like how it's going to escalate and you don't know what the other person is going to hear from someone else and then that just blows up way out of proportion and it's just so much harder to resolve than if you just talk to them directly. Yeah, and like for sure. We're all guilty of doing this. We're all guilty of venting out our frustrations of someone else to another friend. Like all of us do it at some point or the other. 
And I feel like there's a fine line between talking bad about someone behind their back and venting out frustrations, both of which should be, like, not done, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you're, like, talking to a friend, like, for advice, like, let's say I'm talking to one of you guys and I'm like, I'm, like, in this situation, I don't know what to do, like, they're bothering me, I don't know how to tell them about it. I feel like going to someone for advice, you know, just letting out steam is okay. Yeah. Someone you trust who's not going to go behind your back and tell that person and not like gossiping about the other person, like saying, oh my God, they did this. I hate them so much. But like just asking them for advice or just like looking for, to them for comfort, I feel like that's okay. But then like it's said, there's a fine line between gossip and I don't think it should ever cross to that point, even though we've definitely all done that at some point. Oh yeah. We're all human. It's happened. Um, I think Aditi and you brought up a really good point, Anika. Um, I think, like, it's important to realize that difference, and it just makes such a big impact. Like, yeah, sometimes you do need to vent out your frustrations, but, like, if there's anything I've learned, like, I vented to both of you. Um, I feel like, what about this whole idea that they're, they're venting out, they're gossiping about you in the first place, and you're, like, how are you supposed to respond to that? How, like, in this friendship if they're like talking like poop like if they're talking bad about you <laughs> way to keep it poopy. yes <laughs> um yeah but if they're talking bad about you in the first place and you're hearing this from other people like how do you respond to that because like now like how do you know anything is true it's so hard for real if you but like just think about it okay so whenever i i know all three of us have done this at one point or another or another but just when we do it it's just like a flying thought that passes over your head. It's not like some well thought out um, criti- criticism about the other person. And so it's just, it's not as deep as it should be. So if you have that kind of mentality, like, oh, it's not that deep. They don't really care. It's it's not beneficial to me. Then it honestly doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That is a really good point. Okay, and then I also saw this on the internet. This is kind of going away from the whole gossip thing, but not really. But it was like a really good point. It hasn't really happened to me much, but have you ever found it easier to confide in people you don't know really well more than your best friends? Honestly, I feel like other people might say it is, but for me, it's not really like that. Like, I confide in my best friends because, like, I trust them. And, like, I know that, like, what I say to them won't get spread around. Yeah. And, like, they like, like, genuine good advice. But, like, with someone you don't know, you never know what they're going to do with that information, how they're going to twist it, like, and how mm-hmm. they're going to spread it. So I feel like just going to someone you trust is just so much better. It doesn't have to be, like, a best friend. Maybe it's mm-hmm. someone that you kind of know, but I don't think I could ever go to someone who I don't know at all. Yeah, I agree with Annika. I don't know if I could do that, but I'd understand why someone would do that because – like it's it's judgment free if it's from a stranger like mm-hmm. i feel like strangers are too kind to tell you like hey that's kind of weird but your best friends would be like uh that's kind of weird and you're scared of losing your best friend because you know they've been with you their whole life so if you tell a stranger something that is kind of controversial then it's you you lose that scare factor i guess mm-hmm. and i'm like kind of mixed on this because yes i have you guys and Honestly, I know I can, like, vent out to you guys, like, judgment-free, confide in you guys, but I also feel like it would be better if I didn't, if I confided in someone I literally met in an airplane. Like, if there was that person, like, if you could vent to, like, one person, 
you've never met, like someone in an airplane and that person changed like every time you wanted to vent. So they knew nothing about mm. you. Yeah, that's I just feel true. like that's easy. Because they don't know anything about you before. They don't know any of your information or like backstory. Mm-hmm. And it's like unlikely, you know, like if it's someone in planes, kind of unlikely you're ever going to see them again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kind of letting off steam, but then like you don't have to worry about yeah. it. And like if it was us, then we you kind of already know like what we're going to say almost because you know our personalities, you know, kind of the mindset we have. But if it's someone random, then you get a brand new perspective, brand new insight on this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, guys. So I feel like we covered a lot. Um, I was like really honestly impressed because we talked a lot about toxic friendships, which I just feel are so important to address because I feel like in high school, we go through so many phases of toxic friendships like like it or not at some point like some friendships just become toxic but like how do you let go of that like I feel like how do you let go of that toxic friendship like properly you know like even if being emotionally attached like I know we kind of talked about this but just that idea and especially when that person is like a friend of a friend like yeah, your friends and letting go of them like how does that work i mean i you, think sorry you can go i think sorry i think like if you have a mutual friend you should definitely like, let your friend know that like either you're having some issues um and like that friend like if they're genuinely a friend they should understand that like you know we can't be friends with everyone um but also like, before to take a side they should just understand that you guys aren't going to be friends I don't think that, like, cutting someone off is, just, like, you do it, like, overnight or it just happens mm-hmm. in a day. I think it's a gradual process. Yeah. Like, you just slowly, like, you know, start stop talking to them. And then, you know, you just kind of forget about them, like, in a couple of weeks or in a couple of months. But I don't think it means you have to, like, forget about them. Like, sure, if you guys have good memories, like, definitely, like, keep those. Like, don't, like, delete everything about them from your memory. Like, keep those good memories. And then you can look back on it, like, in the future and just remember it. Yeah, and, like... Um, just because, honestly, you can cut a friend off, and they can still be in your life. You can still hang out with them and everything, but you don't have to tell them, like, everything that goes on in your life. Like, you can sit with them at lunch, but not tell them that something good happened to you. You know what I mean? Like, cutting Mm -hmm. off a friend is just kind of, like, stop telling them important details about your life, almost. Mm -hmm. Like, stop letting them into your life as much, Mm -hmm. and just, like, Kind of like acquaintance yeah, versus yeah. friend. You know? Like, yes. make them more of an acquaintance. Mm-hmm. Just, like, I feel like a lot of people handle these toxic relationships by, like, once they see their face, they're like, oh, my God, I'm, exactly. like, walking like, away from this. it shouldn't be like that. And it shouldn't be, like, it shouldn't start, you sh- like, people shouldn't be rude to each other. Like, that's not, that's kind of uncalled for. Like, part of mm-hmm. cutting a toxic friendship off is also being mature about it. For sure. That's a really good point because it's, again, like, all acting in the moment, but we just, like, have, some of us just have to, like, learn, like, we have to learn to, like, grow up because Mm -hmm. we can't, we're not gonna, like, we can't face every bad friendship with, like, that, like, negative thing because we're just gonna see so many of them and who knows, like, in the workplace that might be bad. And, like, reconnecting Mm -hmm. With a friend you cut off before, I feel like that should be also more normalized. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because people change. Yeah. Definitely. I feel like it's it's called being a snake. If you start talking to someone you used to 
not associate with but I feel like it's just like it should be normal like why can't why shouldn't that be done mm-hmm. yeah I agree with what Gigi's saying like if you dislike someone at one point does it mean that you guys can like never be friends again or in the future but at the same time like I feel like you shouldn't be like not liking someone or like talking like behind their backs or like, gossiping about them and bring friends with them at the same time yeah like, I feel totally. that's like definitely a big issue for sure biggest takeaway like don't do that that is not the right yeah choose one or the other to do Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay i really want to do more of these like informal chats with you guys because i really like them and i feel like even though we talk about a lot of stuff like this together like i still end up learning so much from you guys i don't know that might be me but (laughs) i'm really sad this one's coming to an end yeah And before we actually wrap it up, I wanted to end this with a surprise question of the day that, like, you guys can just answer. And it's really, this one's, like, really trippy. This one's quite hard. Actually, it might not be. I feel like for me, it's kind of not. But, like, okay, if you have the option to be happy your entire life, like, if you were offered the chance to feel happy all the time, would you take it? And why or why not? Annika, do you want to start? Honestly, I don't think I would take it. Like, I think you have to find your own happiness. I don't think it's something that can just be given to you. I don't think being happy all the time is always a good thing. Like, you should, like, experience a range of emotions. Like, sadness and, like, guiltiness or whatever emotions you're feeling. That, like, helps to build you as a person. And helps, like, it's built all the people that we are today. We haven't become mm-hmm. the people that we are today by just being happy. And I think, like, throughout life, we need to find our own happiness and to grow as people. I think happiness is something that should just be, like, handed to us. Yeah, definitely. Honestly, before Annika was going to say anything, I was going to say I was gonna say yes. But now that Annika said that, I'm kind of changing my decision. Because, like, honestly, like, having a cry every once in a while is very much needed. And um, she's right. It helps you grow as a person, too. Like, if you're just happy all the time, no offense, but that's kind of annoying. I hate being around <laughs> people who are always happy. Like, ugh please but yeah she's definitely right like it builds your character more than you can ever imagine and sometimes I feel like those people that are like happy all the time just kind of force it like I kind of like talked about this on my last episode but like in order to be happy you have to also experience the pain you know like that's where the true happiness comes from like that's where you can appreciate the happy Mm -hmm. moments and I feel like if you're like always happy you're not gonna like it's good. You're going to become numb to it. Like, you won't realize you're always happy if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're sad and then you're happy, you, like, realize that you're happy. I don't know if that makes sense, but... Oh, no, it did. Yeah. It did make so much sense. Because, like, you have to, like, in order to feel that true happiness, you have to also experience the other emotions. Mm-hmm. Totally right. Okay. With that said, I am super sad. I don't know about you guys. I'm sad this had has to come to a close mm. i really love this and um anika and Aditi, thank you for joining me i hope you guys can join me again yes soon. this is really cool. they probably yeah. will we definitely yes will. this sounds Please. like us just sitting at the park and talking oh that yeah just watching everyone playing when it's dark oh, it's <laughs> yes but it's getting cold now mm-hmm. cold and for everyone watching this, thank you so much for joining. I ha- I hope you had as much fun listening to this as I had recording this with them, and hopefully as much as fun they did. But 
yeah um i hope you guys have a great night day rest of your day weekend week whatever you're doing and i'll see you guys next episode bye guys and bye dt and anika bye bye